You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. As we know from last week, let me just tell you, this is a lighter, this is an easier one today. Last week was tough. Um, it was so tough that I just decided to leave the state and go to Montana and just get better there. And if you need an escape, I recommend Montana. Just go there. It's a good place to escape. But we recognized last week, we talked about this last week, to meet with God as He is. As He comes is not always easy. And that's exactly what we experienced last week. The word that He had for us was not an easy one. It was not, a, it was not one that we necessarily wanted to hear or deal with because it drew up a lot of hurt. It's not always easy, but it is always good because it is motivated by the love that he has for us that he's freely poured out upon us. He only wants good for us. It's important that we believe that. He only wants good for us. He doesn't want us to carry ashes. He wants a beautiful headdress upon our heads, and he wants to place it there. We left off with this scripture last week, and I want to read it over you again this morning. Isaiah 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit that they may also be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall rise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities and the devastations of many generations. Church, can we receive that? I like that. Good answer. If anybody was wondering what the answer was, you just heard it. I hope that's true because... I mean, if, if the ashes we addressed last week were being carried, just think about this for a second. If what we addressed just in this house of what the hurt over the last several years and the things that have happened and just the people that gather in this house, the things that we have carried, the things that me personally, I have not dealt with. I had my father and mother here last week and that was such a, a wonderful experience for me. Um, but when they're here, when my mom starts crying, I start getting choked up. When my dad cries, all hope is lost. I'm over. But my dad shared with me Sunday evening, he said that was the first time that he had mourned the death of his father. Yeah. It's because we just, in our society, we just carry these things. We just move on to the next thing, on to the next chapter. We don't deal with the ashes that we're carrying and allow the Lord to do something beautiful in it that only he can do and that we cannot imagine or understand, but only he can do. And if we were carrying those things in this house, can you imagine what our city is carrying, what our community of people are, are carrying? Because they don't know the Lord. If, the, if they don't know the spirit of God, if they don't know that he desires to take their ashes and place upon them a beautiful headdress and anoint them with oil of gladness, they don't know those things. What does their story look like when they live in a place where there is no hope? And they have to go through these things that they have to go through. Can you imagine such a place? I don't want to imagine such a place. Some of us have been there ourselves before the Lord found us. And my question as I was reflecting on last week, who will bring this headdress to them if not us? I don't trust anyone else to do it. 
I don't trust anyone else to do it. And there is not anyone else that has been anointed in this community to establish the kingdom of heaven other than this house because there is no other. This is it. This is it. This is the church whose doors are open 24-7. This is it. I'm the only full-time pastor in Sundown, Texas. If not us, then who? So we must receive. And so I'm going to read this again, but I'm going to make it personal. And I would just ask that you would receive that over yourself and allow the Lord to do the work that he needs to do in you. That you could be one that brings this good news, that frees the captives, that brings good news to the poor and and removes ashes and places a headdress upon them and anoints them with oil. This is for us to do, but before we can do it, we must receive it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us, church. Because the Lord has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to call all who mourn, comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that we may be glorified, he may be glorified, They shall build up the ancient ruins. We shall build up the ancient ruins. We shall raise up the former devastations. We shall repair the ruined cities and the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall come to be your plowmen and vine dressers. And this just goes on and on and on and on and on. But there is good things for this house and for this community if we would receive what the Lord has for us. Because we are anointed to do wonderful and amazing and beautiful things. We must receive it. Because we've talked about this before, but you cannot give away what you will not receive. Amen? Amen. You cannot give away what you will not receive. And I'm just proclaiming this over you. If you're having a hard time, make the decision. I'll just do it for you. We will receive it. Last week... I got to officiate uh, one of my best, my very best friend's uh, weddings. This is, this is a friend of mine that um, he, was, he was a refuge for me in my time of need. He was, he was a safe place in college. As, he was one of those people, as, I, as the Lord found me and I was saved and I lost all my friends, he was one of those people that the Lord set in my path that I would have, I would have a friend that would that would take care of me, that would provide opportunities for me. We got to open a gym together in Nacogdoches. Um, he was a big part of Sarah and I's relationship. Uh, I mean, he was hiding in the bushes when I proposed to her with a little phone videotaping the whole thing. He's that friend. Uh, and I got to go to Montana to officiate his wedding. And I mean, when he said he was getting married, I was super excited. When he said we were doing it in Montana, I was very excited. I mean, I didn't care what was getting me there. I now had a really good excuse to take off work and get out there. And again, I'll say it, if you get the chance to go to Montana, do it. Um, because you're just, you're in the midst of God's creation and it is just beyond anything that you can comprehend. I'm telling you this right now, it is beyond what you can comprehend. It is amazing. It is the most beautiful place I've ever been. And it just reminded me so much of how he is for us. The God who out of the expression of his heart created these places. He invented the mountains 
for us to climb. He invented this crystal clear water that I could just stand in amazement and stare 10 feet down and see every pebble at the bottom of this, this river, at the bottom of the, this lake. And to see all that he's created and to come to this realization that this God that has done all this, he is for me, not against me. Whoa. If he, will, if he just does this like that and creates such places, what more will he do for me? The one who can dwell in his presence every moment of every day. I have nothing separating me from him. I get to be with him every moment of every day. What more will he do for us? And as I say this, I just began to reflect in, in the presence of, of such beautiful creation. I began to reflect on Matthew 7. Verse 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? This is the God that we serve. If this is what He creates to show His glory, but also just for us to enjoy. I was just thinking about this as we went on this, with this hike, um, as, as you need to do. If you're in Montana and you don't gonna go on a hike, you didn't do it. All right, Just go on a hike. And we're going to this lake that's on top of the mountain, which that doesn't make sense to me either, how there's a body of water just elevated in the heavens. And you, I mean, we're walking through clouds to get to this place. So that was, anyways, that was trippy for me. Um, this guy, West Texas, that's used to flat things, big sky, um, to be in the sky was kind of crazy. Um, but if this is what he creates to show his glory, and I'm walking through this stuff just amazed by him and just, Wow, Lord, you are, you are amazing. But what he spoke to me is that I, I, I enjoy when you enjoy the things I created for you to enjoy. He didn't just create this so you'd be like, look at how powerful and mighty I am. But he created it knowing full well that one day I would find myself in the midst of this creation and I would be blessed because I was in the midst of it. And that blesses the Father's heart that his children enjoy the things he created for us. Is that such, such a crazy thought that this Lord would create things simply for us to enjoy them? He would not withhold his only son from us. So if, I, I believe very strongly he created things with the simple desire and joy in his heart that I can't wait for them to spend time in this and be blessed by it. And it was, he was just rejoicing as, as his children were just seeing these things for, for me the first time. And you know, I know, I found this. I told you last week that there was, and just prayed that joy would find you. Joy would be coming after you. If you couldn't choose it, the joy would choose itself for you and it would pursue you. But in those places, it is really hard not to choose joy. When you're just in the midst of God, in the midst of his glory, it's so hard not to choose joy. And I could see that he is a good, good God. What will he not do for us? I was thinking about this after, after last week, and I told you, I promised you, this is a, there's a lighthearted word today because last week was difficult. Last week was beautiful, but it was still, it was difficult. 
because we were having to deal with difficult things. And in this, in this mountaintop, just beginning to re- reflect on Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. For those that choose him. We've been talking about this over the last several weeks. It is a choice to love God. We can't expect this love to just happen because we also need to recognize that he chose to love you in the midst of your sin. He chose to send his son for you in the midst of the things that you did and that you would do. He chose to love you. He created things with you in mind, knowing full well someday you would be in the midst of these things. He chose us. And it is our job to choose Him. We get to choose to love Him. We are not forced to love Him. We are not made to love Him. We are called and we get the choice to love Him. And that's the beautiful thing about this freedom that we get in Christ Jesus is that I get to choose Him every day or not. And like we talked about last week, I get to choose Him as He comes. And when he needs to call out the, hurtful, the hard things in me, will I choose him in those moments or only when I'm on that mountaintop? And it's beautiful and easy. I was, as we were flying over Montana um, Friday, coming home, I, all I could see was mountaintops and valleys low. But the beautiful thing about the valley, we, we, the valleys are difficult, but I was looking at the valley and you know where the water was? The water was always in the valley. There was always growth in the valley. There was always newness of life in the valley. There are good things for us in the valley. Though we have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he is, not only is he with me as I go down, he's waiting for me in the midst of it with new life and freshness, a fresh outpouring for me to to love me if I choose him. If I choose to be obedient to him, to remain in his will, he will not withhold any good thing from us. I wanted to read this story again. This is just a morning to encourage you of the the beauty that he works on our behalf, the things that he does for us. I don't know who wrote this, but Sarah and I were talking about it, I guess, on the plane or in the car um, while we were in Montana. But I'm just going to read you this story really quick. There once was a very wealthy man who was near death. He was very grieved because he had worked very hard for his money and wanted to take it with him to heaven. So he began to pray that he might be able to take some of his wealth with him. An angel hears his plea and appears to him, sorry, but you can't take your wealth with you. The man implores the angel to speak to God to see if he might bend the rules. The man continues to pray earnestly that his wealth could follow him. The angel reappears and informs the man that God has decided to allow him to take one suitcase with him. Overjoyed, the man gathers his largest suitcase and fills it with pure gold bars and places it beside his bed. Soon afterward, the man dies and shows up at the gates of heaven to greet St. Peter. Seeing the suitcase, St. Peter says, hold on, you can't bring that in here. But the man explains to St. Peter that he has permission and asks him to verify his story with God. Sure enough, St. Peter checks and comes back saying, you're right, you are allowed to carry one bag, but I'm supposed to check its contents before letting you through. St. Peter opens the suitcase to inspect the worldly items that this man found too precious to leave behind and exclaims, you brought pavement? I wanted, let me read, for those that don't get it, it's okay. Bless your heart. 
I'm going to read Revelation really quick. Revelation 21, verse 18. The wall was built of jasper. This is the vision of this new heaven and this new earth. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, like clear glass. And as I'm in the midst of this place, going after, and the Lord just knew. The Lord knew what he was asking me to speak last week, and he knew its timing because he knew I got to leave. And I got to go to a place where I could reflect upon the beauty of God But to be in the midst of his creation, to recognize that there is not a thing that he will not do for me, there's not a mountain that he won't move, there's not a mountain that he won't destroy, that I would have a path forward. We are those same children that he parted the sea, that he would create a path where there was no path. We are those children. He will not allow the army that seeks to destroy us to catch us and destroy us if we simply walk with him and abide in him. He will create a way where there was no way and begin to think of this God that would call and ask for my ashes, the thing that the Lord Jesus died on the cross, that it would belong to him and no other. Those ashes do not belong to us anymore. Jesus died that those would belong to him, that he could instead give us a headdress, an oil of gladness. He could give us heavenly things for the things that would seek to destroy us here on this earth. It's what Jesus came to do. He made a way. He was the ministry, the minister of reconciliation, that we would be reconciled back to our creator again, filled with the presence of God again. And I'm reflecting upon this God. And the most precious thing, the most precious material on this earth is but pavements in the streets of heaven for us to walk upon. And thinking on this reality, I just began to reflect on this question. Is there any limit to the good, he will work for us. There is no limit. If the most precious thing on earth, the most precious material on earth is but pavement in heaven, what good will he work for you? He who is without limit. He who has every resource there ever was because he is the author and perfecter of it. He has good things for us, church. We just simply need to be obedient to his leading, to trust him and to choose him, that when he calls us into the valley, we're willing to go there because we know there is a measure of the presence of God that I can experience nowhere else but in that valley. And there is beauty there waiting for me. There is a, there is a headdress for me in exchange for my ashes. There is an anointing of oil and gladness for me in these places. And he is working All things for the good of those that love him, if we would simply choose to trust him. Because this same God that created these beautiful mountains would rather have me than these places. He would do everything, including sending his only son to die, that I may be free. Understanding that there will be days when I will still not choose him. I will choose myself. And he still did all of this, counted it all as lost, because he wanted us. He wanted us to be filled with the presence of God again, that we could establish the kingdom of heaven on this earth in our time. What good will he not do for us? This God that has made these places that are so breathtaking that I cannot comprehend, I cannot describe. My dad wants to go to Montana. It's one of our bucket list places, and he got... He started chewing me out a little bit when I got home because I didn't take any pictures and send them to him. 
It's like, Dad, every picture I took, there was just nothing but disappointment and frustration when I looked at the picture. Because this is just, it doesn't even come close. Right? It, it, It was the same thing when, when we had our kids and I was taking pictures to send them to my family and I'm like, that just looks like a baby. You need just to see this kid, this beautiful, amazing thing that this camera can't even begin to capture. To be in these places and to recognize the Lord who created all of these things is working on my behalf was a humbling thing. It was a beautiful thing to know that He would lead us into these difficult places Because he has good for us. Because he loves us. And all we have to do is trust him in this process. So I'm asking you, church, to just continue to trust him in the process. I love, and it happens every single time. The Lord prompts Jay. I'm just grateful for his reflection on us remembering the love of God, the love that he has for us, especially after, again, last week, talking about the ashes and being reminded that he loves me. No matter what I do, he loves me but to also sing that song again of new wine. Every single time we are in this elevation stage, right? The Lord is bringing us from glory to glory. He is elevating us in glory each and every day that we choose Him. We choose to embrace Him. We choose to walk in obedience to Him. He is elevating us in glory, from glory to glory. We are not meant to stay in one place, but to elevate with Him from glory to glory. Every time we are in one of these moments, where the Lord seeks to elevate us to a new degree of glory, we sing that song, New Wine, every time. It has happened since the uh, creation of that song, since we discovered it as a church, we have sung that song, and the Lord has said this. He spoke it several years ago. He spoke it to me through my Father, who is a prophet. He spoke it to me the day that you said, and you prayed over me to be head, head pastor. One day, that, that day that we chose that, the Lord told my father that he, would, he was going to build a new wineskin for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that it would be able to contain the new thing that God is doing. And the Lord is doing a new thing in this house. We just have to trust him in the process. Because there are days where your pastor weeps before you. And there are more of those to come. Because like I said last week, I'm a softy now. I was doing all right with two boys, but that little girl, it's game over for me. Anything somewhat emotional, and I'm, I'm lost. Okay, so I'm just going to weep, and you'll be okay with it. You'll get used to it. Sarah's gotten used to it. She's just like, he's crying again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, just, that's just our life now. This God is doing a new thing. And he is such a good and beautiful father because he will not give us more than we can handle. And what I mean by that is he will not release the blessings that he has for the establishing of the kingdom of heaven in this church and in this community. He won't release them before the groundwork is done that we could receive them. Again, it's like if I just told my son, here are the keys to the truck, drive us home. He is not equipped to handle that responsibility yet. And being a good father, I would not release that to him. Yesterday, Liam uh, saw me try to teach and fail at teaching my mother how to use a zero-turn lawnmower. It's a good thing I have six acres for her to explore because there could have been things broken pretty quickly. Uh, and the whole time, she's just, just giggling as she's like 
nearly taken out me and trees and everything in between them. And then my six-year-old wants to get on, but it would have been very irresponsible if I just turned that thing all the way up and said, get after it, with no instruction, with no understanding, with no scaling it to the level that he can receive. And just let me tell you, if you need your lawn mowed, he's, he's almost there. He's better than my mother. <laughs> A lot better. Uh, but that is God. He will not rush us into a season that we're not ready to receive. He's a good and perfect Father who loves us and wants us to be able to receive what it is that He has for us. And there are things that He needs to do before these things can be released to us. And we need to be okay with that. And I was, yes, again, I just, this is the last thing, I just, I was talking to my father again last Sunday just about the Word. And the picture that the Lord gave him, and I want to give you a reminder of what the Lord said at the beginning of this year, that he was creating an ecosystem that would thrive and that would flourish and would have growth and new life where it should not. I'll remind you of the story of the man who planted a single uh, seed inside of a glass container, watered it for like a month, and then stopped, put a a cap on it, and then left it alone. And 42 years later, it is this thriving, independent ecosystem. It is an ecosystem where there should not be one. There is life and growth and newness of life where there should not be one. And that's what the Lord said he was going to do here. This place would thrive. This city would flourish. It would look more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city and a state and a country. He would do that in this place. He was going to do it in us and through us. And what the Lord showed my father is he began to see this forest. And now my father did not know that word. He wasn't here for it. He hadn't heard the word of what the Lord had spoken of what he's doing in this community through this church. And what he saw was he saw leaves falling off of trees. And it was difficult to lose such things that they had invested in that had grown and flourished but now were gone. And But what he saw was as they were falling and as the tree relinquished these things that were natural for it to do but were hard for it to do, what began to happen was the nutrients that the ground needed, that those trees needed for newness of life were being provided for. Because a forest does not thrive because it simply has rain and sunlight. Things have to die. Parts of me have to be let go. I have to be molded in the image of God. I have to allow Him to lead me in this process. Though painful at times, it is necessary for newness of life. Because those things that fall, that are difficult to lose, that are hard to go through, the difficult seasons, and the difficult times like last Sunday where we have to readdress things that we didn't want to talk about again. That we didn't want to address. That I just wanted to be okay ignoring. Because you know, as I shared last week, that was where I was. I was just really good if me and the Lord just didn't ever talk about it again. And that's just not the nature of God. Because He's a good Father and He wants to deal with these things in us before they can hurt us further. But as these leaves fell, they were what provided the nutrients for that tree to grow further and to produce newness of life. And we find ourselves in this season where we have to let go of, we have to allow the Lord to do things that maybe we don't really want Him to do. Maybe we really don't want Him to handle or touch an area of my life that was closed off to Him and I would just rather it stay closed off, but the Lord is calling us to give Him these things that we're carrying that we're not meant to carry because He has every intention to bring blessing in it. 
newness of life. That this place would thrive when it should not thrive. That this place would grow when it should not grow. That there would be life when there should not be life in this place. In this community. The Lord desires that for sundown. And we know we can see across the state of Texas that small towns like Sundown are fading faster and faster and they are just falling by the wayside. But the Lord has said not for this place if we choose him and choose the process he has for us. Because we can still lose this community. We can lose this house. These doors could shut someday. If we refuse the process the Lord has before us, though difficult, it will be beautiful. Because we must... This, this God, he loves us, and we must trust in that. Trust in that truth, and trust that he is for me, not against me. This God that creates the mountains and that uses gold to pave his streets is for me, not against me. And what more will he do for me if the resources he has for his streets are gold? I don't have any gold. It's hard to come by in this expensive. But if that's what he uses for streets, what more will he do for me, this God, without limit? Will we say yes to what he has for us? Will we choose this process, this beautiful creator, this beautiful father that loves us and desires only good things for us? And will withhold no good thing for those who say yes to what he has for us, who abide, remain in, and choose his will day in and day out? He will withhold no good thing from you. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.